0: this is the fantasy focus baseball podcast here are your hosts tristan cockroft and
1: eric arabelle Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Fantasy focused Baseball. Today is Monday, April 15th, 2019. It is Jackie Robinson Day as the sport and nation celebrates an important, courageous man. It is also tax day. Pay your taxes. I am Eric. He is Tristan. Daniel dot pushes all the right buttons today. On today's show, we wrap up another interesting weekend of baseball, talking performances of note, injuries, closers, combo meals. Who knows what direction our show will go. We'll also discuss Clayton Kershaw. Making his uh, season debut on Monday. Myriad Hash Browns. Tristan winning the Vampire League this week. Congrats to you, Tristan. I, I thought you'd win week one. I'm a little disappointed that you didn't. And now you've won yeah. week two. I suspect you're going to make the playoffs in your league. I assume it's top four make it. Um, I have no chance, but I, I do, uh, I do congratulate you on your achievement. And, and Vampire League is, for, for those who don't know, I mean, briefly explain what that is.
0: Alright, so the is. Vampire League is our listen. It was two leagues. You and I are the Vampire team in these pair of leagues involving some of our listeners and how it works is at the beginning of the year 11 of the 12 teams drafted teams and the Vampire team, which is you and I did not get to draft anybody. We had to Build a roster of available players at the conclusion of the draft amongst the other 11 teams. And then if our team, made of these horrible scrubs, wins any game, we can steal one player at the same position as somebody we replace on our own roster. So, yep, the first win in a Vampire League happened. Uh, I have taken Manny Machado in a difficult choice (laughs) and given Garen Hampson back.
1: Oh, that's right you have to give somebody back. um I do think it's easier to win in a points format than a head to head. I agree with you. Yes. I have no shot in offense like and I have no saves, and no closers are turned over, really, so I'm I've been close both weeks but really with no shot to win 6-4 because I'm losing every offensive category and that's going to continue this week. Although now I have Dan Vogelbach, so all should be well. Um anyway, that's congrats. Um it, it's fun. I I am enjoying it. I I must say that, right? I mean, you're you're enjoying It is it. a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it is. It's just like as the week goes see like in a points league you're just adding up everything. You don't care about stolen bases, you don't care about saves. You know, like, I just feel like I have no shot. <laughs> and and let's give credit to the guy who keeps tweeting. Thomas Kavanaugh, who I I lost to in week one, keeps tweeting about it. I want to give him credit. He says he was terrified. He shouldn't have been terrified. He was nervous. In week two, I lost 6-3-1. So it counts as 6-3-1 in the standings, not one nothing loss, which is actually better, I think, because I'm probably not good. Care- I need to keep close, like, in right. these weeks, and then hopefully by, like, May, I can win a week or two and steal some players, but anyway. Congrats. There was a trade in my league this week. Let me tell you what it was. Oh, there was. Let's hear it. Um, Somebody traded jerks and Profar straight up for Tim Beckham. What do you think of that? Profar had a big weekend.
0: Yeah, and and I I can see the the rationale for those teams behind the trade. I, I personally would prefer Profar just because that's just judging the talent from the preseason. I, I believe in his, you know, <laughs> I believe in the, the staying power of Dureks and Profar more than I do Tim Beckham.
1: I agree. Um, get well run, darling. Now let's have the news of the week. It's the buzz. <laughs> All right. Um, I know this will happen later and as we preview the next couple of days, but I want to talk about off the top. I wrote my blog entry off of it. Maybe it's up there and you can see it and read it. Um, Clayton Kershaw. A uh, season debut at home against Cincinnati. They are number one in baseball and OPS against lefties, but uh, with very few at bats and PAs. So I don't want to read into that. His second start of the week is at Milwaukee, which mm. is one of the tough places, I would say, tough lineups to face. So I think you have to activate Kershaw in a daily for today and in a weekly. But uh, the premise of my blog was I'm selling. I don't think he's making 25 starts. Because of his shoulder and also because of the way the Dodgers treat their pitchers. Which is not to say it's bad. But also, I, I have concerns here. So I think the window to sell high until he, is basically until he pitches. If he pitches really well, you have another window until the Milwaukee game. But what if he leaves this game after two innings hurt? I, I have, I have concerns. Do
0: you? Yeah, I do. And, and you're outlining the most pessimistic angle on it. So I, I think there's... Well, what's there's, the most optimistic? 25 great starts like last year? Maybe. I mean, I I don't think we have a right to be as optimistic anymore. I mean, Stefania just talked with Stefania Bell on on Thursday's show about Kershaw and the long-term concerns, that we can't really trust that he's going to avoid another injury or setback at some point. So... Maybe the highest, I guess the highest value he's going to provide you from this point forward is a borderline top 10 starter. He's not going to be the top pitcher in all of fantasy. I mean, maybe he could if everything went perfectly, but I don't think it's very likely. You're, You're outlining a pessimistic view in that you don't even want to necessarily see the outcome of these two games. I think there's an opportunity here where you allow him to make three to five starts for your team and then you cash in because people are going to think he's back to being that ace in fantasy baseball, which I don't think he has that ceiling for. So I think either way, we're both coming from the trade Clayton Kershaw when you can. I just I wonder whether it's going to happen right away.
1: I, I I prefer the word realistic than pessimistic. I see what you're saying. I think we're p- kind of saying the same exact thing. You're saying kind of, wait, kind of yes. wait a couple starts and when he's really great, then trade him for more than you can get. And I'm kind of I'm, I'm less risk-reward than you are. And I'm like, okay, everybody's excited today. Today's the day to move them. So, that's, that's the thing. Yeah, you're, you're, you're capitalizing a little on the prospect
0: buzz. This is one thing we talk about with, with top prospects is that if they're not Fernando Tetis Jr. types or Vlad Guerrero Jr. types, we often say capitalize on the buzz before they even play in a game. Once there are stats in the book, then it's time to cash in. You're taking that kind of angle. And I see it. I see your point.
1: Okay, let's move on. Um, injuries, Gary Sanchez. I think that happened after our last show. Dead. with a calf injury. Yep. Um, he's expected back right away when the ten days are up. So I guess no concerns there. But catchers in general, man, I tweeted out. I just I don't trust catchers because they play fewer games than all the other positions. They get hurt more. I think they play through injuries and we don't know it. We don't know what the injuries are. For all we know, Jonathan Lucroy's been hurt for years. I, I just I man, I don't want Gary Sanchez. I like I love Williams Astadio because he's a catcher who plays other spots and he never strikes out or walks. I think he's safe in batting average, but I would just cycle through catchers. I, if I had Gary Sanchez, I would try to trade him right now. If you could, and
0: <laughs> Gary Sanchez was one of the players I could have considered to claim in that vampire matchup, and I gave it a long oh, no, look. No, just no. well, no, those are very comp-
1: Machado. Why would you ever do
0: that? Because the value I get compared to what I replace and filling the position of catcher in his stead uh, makes the case for him. Because he's on the DL, that's the primary reason I, I scratched it right away. But I did have to look long and hard at that one. Uh, and I, I appreciate your optimistic outlook here for Sanchez that he comes back at the 10 days. And I think he probably will, but I don't know that that's a guarantee. And it does kind of raise the question about catchers. It's 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 really a terrible terrible position i mean josh fegley is a top five catcher so far
1: (laughs) i think that says it all i don't know how you can even consider anything but machado there um okay but obviously when chances comes off the injury list which which could happen sunday i would not activate him for the week for one game that's ridiculous uh texas loses rudinette odour uh the older one to a knee injury um that might take a little bit longer um they're replacing him with logan force i I, i'm not a a particular odour fan uh because he bats 240 you know at best but he has averaged 27 home runs and 14 stolen bases over the past 3 seasons that matters mm-hmm. few second ba- I don't know if any second baseman doing that uh so you got to keep him rostered I would think
0: you should certainly try to. In our game, it might be a little bit difficult. But I, I am a, a pro-Rugnet Odor guy. I liked his approach during the spring. We've mentioned it on the show previously. Uh, the shame here with these two is just that you, you just you can't roster their their, <laughs> their own team replacements. I mean, Logan Forsythe, Austin, Austin Romine are just not. They're
1: not really going to get it done for you. Um, player Raider over the past seven days. Some surprising names here. I want your thoughts if you have some. Jose Altuve hitting a homer every day. I mean, wow, wow. I did not see that. Austin Meadows we've talked about uh, with our uh, old Rays fan uh, who did the Leo shuffle and left elsewhere. See what I did there, Doc? You know what I did there. Oh, Dopp. I got it. Uh, Rendon, Profar, Vogelbach, who's off to an amazing start. I had to decide between Vogelbach and Christian Walker in uh, the office league, in which I'm going to finish last, what would you do there? Vogelbach versus Walker. Rest of the season,
0: I had a choice there in the Vampire League, and I went with Vogelbach. I
1: but I was
0: uh, latching onto the short-term righty-heavy schedule that the Mariners are facing. And we talked. We've talked a lot about the Mariners' offense. It's better than you think it is.
1: My ERA in the office league is like 7.50. It's not. It's, it's not just Porcello. It's Eduardo I Rodriguez. Hear it's it's I hear that's not good. Kyle Hendricks. It. More concern is the WHIP. It's like 1.80. How do you even do that? Well, um, just, Tyler Chatwood. He could do that. He didn't even pitch. I um, know. It's a good. good thing over, for the Cubs. Uh, this is actually a decent question. Over, under. Uh, most aren't. Over, under on Altuve home runs this year. I did not see more than 20, and, but now it looks clear. I, I didn't
0: either. Uh, I, I, he's got an amazing shot because, I mean, this guy's 12, 15 homers in the bank in a bad year unless he misses substantial time due to an injury, obviously, so that gets him to 20.
1: Yeah, I'm over. All right, but he did not have a home run and a stolen base in the same game. These players did. It's the combo meals. Hey, it's a combo meal. Combo, combo.
0: It's a combo meal. home run plus
1: Oh, there's a whole lot of them. Starting with Thursday, Leonis Martin, who I kind of like this season. Um, Cleveland going to get Lindor back, possibly this week. And they signed Carlos Gonzalez, and he goes r- right into the number three lineup spot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. that's how bad their lineup is. Like, he should be batting sixth. Um Any thoughts here on Cargo? I think people are interested. They haven't started adding him yet, but if he hits a home run today, they, they will. It's easy to just say he's not in Coors Field anymore. He's going to stink. But that's not really fair because we know that being a Coors Field player – you're not going to hit as well on the road, but if you're not hitting at all in Coors Field, like Cargo will not this year, that's different. He he might be a fifth outfielder in fantasy. I think he
0: could be a fifth outfielder in fantasy. Yeah, and I'd probably prefer to you know mix and match with him. I'd prefer him in the daily leagues where I have more control over each and every game. I'm going to avoid all the ones against lefty starters if I can, for example, and I'm going to exploit the favorable ballparks. I will probably try to avoid him in any other tough circumstance, Tropicana Field, for example. I, but I
1: do, yeah, Louis outfield, 14, Yeah, you're right. That's that's about right. I like Martine a little. Their outfield now, Bowers, Martín, Cargo. It's better than it was. Martine's
0: numbers Mar- now are actually pretty decent. Remember he had that bad first week.
1: Yeah. No, he's, he's a potential 15 homer, 15 steal guy. How many, yeah. you know, fifth outfielders do that? Cody Bellinger and Elvis Andrews on Friday, uh, Saturday Colton Wong and Brian Anderson of Miami. And then Brian Anderson did it again on Sunday. Yep. I was watching that game. I didn't even notice. I, mean, I, I got to look at
0: the last back to back, uh,
1: combo mail. That's a good it's- one. I'm sure it's happened. Trout probably did oh, it 10 sure. times last year. But, I'll get it for you. Uh So Cesar Hernandez of Philly also had a home run on a stolen base. I don't think the Phillies are going to run very much this year. They entered the weekend with like two steals, and on one of them, Gabe Kapler was actually angry at Hernandez for stealing the base because it took the bat out of Michael Franco's hands. And I thought, <laughs> Gene Segura is not stealing 20 bases, and Cesar Hernandez is probably not stealing 10 they're just not gonna steal. I mean, with that lineup, they don't wanna run. But Brian Anderson seems a little underrated to me with the consecutive, uh, he's not a base stealer per se, not a guy who's gonna steal 10. But I did think there was more power lurking there. Like maybe 18 homers for Brian Anderson with 6 steals at 3rd base outfield eligibility. Like, there's something there, right? Or no? <sighs> I, I think
2: no.
0: <laughs> there, no, well, I, I think there's something there. The big problem I have with Brian Anderson is that I like a lot of his game, but he hits too many grounders. I mean, this was a guy who had 52% grounders last year. That It's tough to, to get to 20 home runs when you're doing that. I mean, this was the Christian Yelich problem in Miami. He fixed that, though. He is. yeah. In fairness, he is elevating the ball a lot more. The ground, obviously, it's a very small sample. A ground ball rate of 33% at this stage. So there are some changes here.
1: Yelich hasn't home run since the first week. What a bust. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, getting tickets online can be far too complicated with hundreds of sites and varying levels of reliability it's hard to know who to trust and that's why SeatGeek is the way to go SeatGeek pulls millions of tickets into one place so you can easily find the seats you want for a price you're willing to pay. There's nothing quite like being there in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever by searching multiple ticket sites and grading every ticket based on value. SeatGeek helps you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to ticket source for everything from sports and concerts to comedy and theater. And best of all, listeners to this fine show get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code FFB today. That's promo code FFB for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. All right. Let's talk closers. It's the Carousel. The, the Closer carousel. carousel. I'm not seeing, like, major changes among the closers so far. Obviously, Atlanta placing a Rodas Viscaino on the injured list means that A.J. Minter is the closer there. Boston, I think, is up in the air again. Matt Barnes would have gotten the save on Sunday had it been a 3 nothing game instead of a 4 nothing game, which is just ridiculous. Why is the rule this? <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Um Brad Boxberger got a save or, or did he blow the save? No, he blew the save over the weekend. I, I don't care who <laughs> it's Brad Boxberger. What do you expect? <laughs> I don't care who Kansas City's closer is right now. I don't uh, it's clearly should. not Ian Kennedy. Yeah. All right, so so but I guess my point there is like nothing's really changing when it comes to the closers and it's making it hard for people to find actual saves off free agency. Philly's not getting save chances. That's part of it. The 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 save on Sunday was a basically their last relief pitcher who was left, Jose Alvarez. Greg Holland tried to hit somebody on Sunday. That would have been a suspension, but he didn't. He, he has he has so little command, he couldn't even hit this Committee.
0: <laughs> um, Nothing really right? has changed, I'll tell you. The only thing that's been solidified is that the closer by committee is very real.
1: I do think um you're running out of time to add Jeremy Jeffress of the Brewers, who will be activated from the injured list today. And I'm not saying he gets the first save opportunity this week over Josh Hader, but he's getting save ch- chances really soon. He
0: is substantially better than anyone else other than Hader in that bullpen, yes, talent-wise. All right, so speaking of the combo meals, going back to that, because you know me, I always go like seven conversations ago. The last consecutive guy also happened this weekend. It was Elvis (laughs) Andrews.
1: so basically our show note is wrong
0: well this is the thing they had that postponement the the texas game there so and, you know there was no game in between andrews two were consecutive the last guy before that was Yoan Moncada last year in april almost a year okay. ago to the day
1: all right so yeah it, i'm just reading the note <laughs> i should have looked it up myself
0: leave it to me to correct it what 25 minutes into the
1: show uh, oh, we're 25 minutes in? Okay, good. That gives me an angle. Wait, we're not 25
0: minutes in. I think. Alright, we're, right, we're 21 minutes and 12 seconds in.
1: Um, alright, well, let's just move on <laughs> to the next thing, which is the schedule. And by the way, Kershaw's facing somebody who's pretty good right now. Luis Castillo looks great. And we shouldn't forget that. Um, you know, last year was kind of two halves for Luis Castillo. Is this a top 20 starting pitcher right now? Yeah. Yeah, at the injuries. Get excited if you really mean it.
0: No, I well, well, think about what's happened with some of the injuries in that tier between fifteen and thirty. I think that that yeah, Castillo, especially the way he's pitching right now, I'm going to treat
1: him that way. Would you rather have Luis Castillo or Herman Marquez of the Rockies, who threw the first shutout of the, the season um, on Sunday? And by the way, shutouts used to be a thing. Ask your grandparents. Like <laughs> there, there was a leaderboard and everything for shutouts. Right? I mean, there was like. Like, oh. like Steve Carlton would have five shutouts a season, or Nolan Ryan, or guys like that. And now it's like a guy got a shutout. It's like it's like yeah. a guy having a no hitter or hitting for the cycle. It's so rare.
0: The leader in shutouts typically matches my number of Game of Thrones
1: episodes watched. So you know, there you go. Why would you bring that up? I, I can't <laughs> talk to you guys. I'm throwing myself
0: under the bus for this. Well, you know, I got. You're not going you. <laughs> to watch
1: any, and Dopp had no chance to basically watch seven seasons in three days. So I knew that was coming. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I have nobody to talk, and Do, and and the kid, you know, who's not here for some reason, he he doesn't watch it. So, um, but like, so Herman Marquez top twenty, and I think Luis Castillo has moved into the top twenty. Yeah. And, and guys have left. Is there anybody in your top twenty that's just left other than like Clevenger for injury? Like, you know, like a guy who because of performance, you're like, yeah, that ain't cool anymore. I, I don't want any part of that guy. Let me see if I can pull up the list here. Yeah, from our um... top twenty, Kershaw was number twenty one, which shocked me. Like, he went 21st amongst – I mean, we knew he was hurt, but to go 21st among starting pitchers – like Corey Kluber. Are you concerned? Is he out of your top 20? He's not out of mine. No. As a matter of fact, he's not out of my top 10 yet. He's getting there for me. Um, Walker Bueller,
0: is he out of your top 20? He's looked terrible. Uh No, but that's another one I'm a little concerned about. So you've made no changes to your top 20. Well, no. Uh, it's fine. You don't have to. I'm, I'm... – yeah, the, no, I know I took somebody else out of there. I'm trying to, because I'm looking at the updated list of mine. <laughs> <laughs> all right,
1: oh, while well, you look, um, yeah. who else? Trevor Bauer and Cleveland's revamped lineup uh, at Seattle. Seattle's not going to win more than they lose this season, so be careful of, of Mariners pitchers. They still have enough depth there. But Cleveland can't hit it all, so Kikuchi, to me, seems like a pretty good option for today. All right, Matt Shoemaker on ESPN Plus at Minnesota. I like that offense. I think it's a borderline top 10 offense. I don't care about how many runs they've already scored. Um, are you, you still using shoe? I mean, you have to use shoemaker while he pitches pitch well, don't you? We, I made the shoemaker u darvish comparison last week. Who are you starting tonight? Now, you're gonna say Darvish because he's at Miami and that's a terrible offense. Brian Anderson notwithstanding. But I'm not using you-darvish today. Okay? Even Miami. Miami scored 10 against Philly on Saturday. Brian Anderson's a professional hitter. Curtis Granderson hits right-handed pitching and he's still gonna take a walk against them. So Arlen Castro's fine. I would not use Darvish today. You would. I
0: completely see your point but I'm still using Darvish that's a huge ballpark advantage.
1: He didn't walk like five. Guys. He didn't walk anybody his last outing but he still didn't have any command. And and that's why you can't just
0: you can't just pick and choose which of the games matter to you. That that his first start is more relevant than the most recent. Exactly. One. People don't but people look and say, "Oh, he's he's so awesome. He's not awesome. He's anymore. not so awesome. It's just that in in I could take a coin out and flip it with these two, but I'm going to shoot for the upside, especially if I have the if I have the ballpark advantage here. For me, it's going to be Darvish. I think uh, both deserve
1: to start. Yeah, I can make the case. I can Make the case. I just I just I decided I want to no know shares of Darvish on Tuesday. Joe Musgrove, who is yet to announce, he has allowed nary a run so far, earned run so far. He leads the majors in ERA. Yep. Castillo is like third uh, with like an O sixty something, but Musgrove's number one, and he's facing Matthew Boyd now. Detroit's offense doesn't excite. But Matthew Boyd's a strikeout guy. So Musgrove and Boyd, who do you rank better for this game and for the rest of the season? Uh, I'll rank Musgrove higher of these two. Um,
0: But there's something there with Boyd. There is absolutely something there with Boyd. I I think that, that considering the team around him, I think a lot of the supporting numbers are going to be tough to come by. I don't want to make this simply a wins case, but I think Boyd is the guy you take only for the Ks, and I don't think there's going to be much else for you. The rest worries me.
1: ESPN Plus has Colin McHugh. It's a two-start week. Isn't the other one against the Yankees, I think? I'm not sure I could be mm, wrong. No, I think the Yankees get Kansas City this week. That weekend. might be my sim league. Anyway, Colin McHugh <laughs> against Frankie Montas. Sometimes I get the confused. You want me to be honest? Um You're obviously using McHugh at Oakland. Well, Oakland hits. Oh, it's Texas. Know. In Texas. All right, well, that's not so good. But I think McHugh's – first of all, the, the game's already started this week. They're playing baseball in Boston when we started this show, so it's too late to make your roster of the week. But to me, Kyle McHugh is a top 40 starting pitcher who you have active yep. every week, unless it's at cores and it's one outing. Um what else did I want to ask you here? Max Fried really starting at a home on against Arizona on Tuesday? Yeah.
0: There there's uh well, some change in the Braves rotation. We didn't mention about the Tuki Toussaint uh recall and then he pitched well in relief, six innings. Six rather innings if I recall, or otherwise maybe it was an unearned run, and he'll take um who's uh, he'll take Sean Newcomb's spot. They do they demoted Sean Newcomb, they demoted Kyle, uh, Kyle Wright. They're gonna activate Mike Fultonevich on Saturday after he makes a rehab start, I believe it's tomorrow uh, no, today and Freed will get two starts this week. Actually, a very good two-start value.
1: I'm watching this Baltimore-Boston game, and um, I, I can't tell the players about They're all winning number 42. Uh <laughs> Wednesday, ESPN has Nate Evaldi and Jay Hap. I actually sat Hap this week in a weekly. I panicked. I yeah, probably should. Well, it's against Boston, so I think it, it makes sense to sit him. ESPN Plus has the far more interesting Brad Keller. Uh Who I like, you know, I like at the White Sox and Lucas Giolito. Who you can't be using, you can't be using. Lucas yeah, Gialito. I know. <laughs> in any in any sense, <laughs> he, he I, and I Nick Pavetta are bullpen guys. Do you believe in half, though
0: video. for the long haul,
1: or are you concerned? Yeah, at the no, stage? I think half is fine. I think it's just a bad out, a bad couple starts, and if it was July, we wouldn't care. But it's not, so we overreact. Mm-hmm. Would you use Corbin Burns on Wednesday at home against the Cardinals? I actually dropped him in a league where I probably shouldn't have. I wouldn't. The command isn't there so far. Well, it's not just the command. When's the last time a guy gave up three homers in three consecutive games to start a season? Ever? Well, command contributes to that. Oh well, yes, he's not walking a ton of guys, but you leave he a meatball play, the, over the plate, going.
0: including to Chris Davis, who I'm watching bat right now. You know, you like
1: meatballs. Um, coming up <laughs> after this, hash browns. I think Dop's reading them, and uh, we'll do that after this. Now we didn't actually discuss that before the show, Dopp, so If you don't want to read them, I can read them. I'll leave it up to you.
2: I mean, you know, I'm, I mean, let's get this straight. I'm pretty baseball savvy, if you know what I'm saying, so. Alright, so I'll read them. Uh, no, um Listen, we ho- want
0: a <laughs> <Boy> how, <laughs> how about, come on,
2: how what, about I read Boy? How about I read one? There's one from a friend of mine that I want to be able to read. Alright. Is that yeah. okay? Can we do that?
1: You can, it's your show, you can do whatever you want.
2: This one is, it's actually your show, it's, this one is from our friend Dana in Hawaii, and because I it's lived in Hawaii, showed. I have a soft spot <laughs> for Dana. You lived in uh, Hawaii? I did live in Hawaii There's for three so years. There's so
1: much that we don't know about you, Donna.
2: I know, I know. Uh, but Dana wants to know Has Brett Anderson become more than a streamer?
1: You know, I'm a streamer. Dop it. Dop gets me there. That's too. the only way you. we get you singing on the show. <laughs> well, because Dop's the only person who understands my music taste. That's I right. Understand it? The kid probably listens to just, you know. He doesn't listen from, to music. The kid doesn't TV. listen to music. Yeah. You know, he, he doesn't watch show. TV. where they sing the voice. I don't know, but, like, I listen <laughs> to the old stuff. That, like, there's one show where they <laughs> sing? probably a million shows. I do
0: know I, that song, I will say. It's not one of my favorite songs, but it's a good song. Such a song. motley crew we have here.
1: Yeah. Um, all home right. sweet home. <laughs> so I answer the question there. Anderson, you like him? I, I He's a lefty who doesn't throw hard. Oakland's ballpark helps him, but I can't – he's off to a good start. I'll say that. And, you know, when healthy, Brett Anderson has done things. He's not like – what is it, a decade ago he was good? I – Four starts, 263 ERA, low K rate. No, I'm going to say no.
0: When he was good, if you recall, he was one of those Rich Harden-esque uh, injury-prone pitchers.
1: Yeah, I mean, he made 17 starts last year, 13 the year before, 3 okay. the year before that. Call up I
0: mean, his, his Fangraphs page and look at the number of starts on here. First of all, look at the number of stops between the majors and the minors. Then look at the starts totals. Only twice in his career did he even get to 20
1: starts at one professional stop. I, yeah. Uh, and that's in 13 professional seasons. But you could, you know, was it juicing the orange out of, you know, getting some decent? Oh out. He's yeah, a, yeah, he's a streamer. He's a streamer. I would use him at home. Next door is uh, what against Toronto. If it's at home, even if it's on the road, they're not until until Vlad comes up. There's nothing to see. You there,
0: say so. he's a streamer?
1: Yeah, I already did that. You, probably yeah, he's that's not seriously. the only Come one. on, Tristan. He never listens. So I he changed listens to a couple of words.
0: No, you, you know? can't. That's that's not. Uh, I can't change a couple of words and make him mine. I mean, aren't all the musicians doing that nowadays? Oh, no,
1: You're like a child. You don't listen to anything anybody says. Wow.
2: Um, I think this, I lied. I think I want to read more questions. I actually really like talking to you guys. Is that okay?
1: Do it. I want you to, I want you to of course, I want you to read the first question that's in this note, no, I don't know if it's a real question, because, you know, the kid oh, did it, but wait, about this one out. goes directly to Tristan. Oh,
2: no. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to know. This question comes from Eric. Not Seems, me. Nope, not you, Eric. A different Eric. Seems to be a given that Tristan needs to adjust his stance on Mondesi. What are his updated expectations? <laughs> You know, I did on, see that.
1: You're not going to even admit that you were wrong if he wins MVP honors.
0: Come oh, on. I will admit I'm wrong if he wins MVP honors. Come on. I'll admit I'm wrong on Memorial Day if, I, if it's clear that I'm wrong. But you're going to call me wrong today on April
1: 15th? That's nuts. No, I'm not going to call you wrong. I called you wrong in February. I do think that the, the concerns, concerns
0: I raised are absolutely still there.
1: The, well, no. The concern yes, you raged was about being demoted. That's not No, legitimate. I did
0: not. That, that was other people in the industry. I was not all that concerned You said that him.
1: the playing time could be an issue if he if he bats 200.
0: If he bats 200. But I said that I thought they were going to play him a good amount, and I ranked him accordingly. I gave him a projection that had him a full-time player.
1: I think he's going to lead the major leagues in at-bats this season because he walks so infrequently and he bats second <laughs> in the lineup. I like that, yeah. I think that's a legitimate <laughs> prediction. That's not even bold. Now, he does have three walks. How did that happen? He had a two-walk game against Seattle. Oh, they should be ashamed of themselves. Look, the bottom line is he has five steals and six chances, two home runs, four triples. The two eighty six batting average is a little high. But then again, we always thought Javier Baez couldn't bat two eighty six because of his walk rate. I'm saying Mondesi ends up his season batting two sixty two with 19 home runs, 39 steals. What say you? Okay. And that's actually not worlds
0: off what I had for his projection. I had him at 245 as the average, though.
1: That uh, seems so that's lower re- to me. Hmm? <laughs> 245 seems lower than 262. Right, you're right but I, it's going to be hard for him
0: there. to get to my projection at this point. But you're celebrating three walks, which, to be I'm honest, I'm not celebrating is- anything. I, it, you it are. Could be
1: zero. It wouldn't matter. To honest, you are. Tristan, it's it doesn't so- matter to me how many times he walks. He's. It, it doesn't... In his case, it does not matter because he's not D. Gordon. He's got pop. And every yeah. time he gets on, yeah. he runs. So to me... It doesn't matter if his, if he, if he walks 20 times this year, my projection still stands. Now that doesn't mean that you're going to be drastically off if he bats 245, and I don't care if you're off or on. I'm just saying, my, deal 35 bases.
2: Mondesi <laughs> could do what? Say that, yeah, that one time. Could, you you could, cut out for a second there, yeah. Eric. Mondesi could do what? He could steal, he could 30 steal 35
1: bases. 35 bases. Wow. Okay. With ease.
0: So you, compared to the optimists on Mondesi, are being the pessimists because the people who wanted Mondesi and buy in at like the top 25 overall player level were expecting 50 steals. 35 is being very realistic. I have major concerns still about his discipline at the plate. The guy still is swinging at non-strikes, and he has three walks. That's Pretty much the same walk rate he had last year. It's up 0.6%. All right.
1: What's next?
2: Next question we have here, Eric. Oh, man. This one comes from Miami Sports Minute, which feels like we're just giving uh, Miami Sports Radio uh, some content here, but that's okay. Having trouble with my lineup this week. Too uh, Too late now to do it for this week, but is it crazy to consider playing Vogelbach over Matt Carpenter? Or how about Aloy over Eddie Rosario?
1: <sighs> Tristan, give me the final numbers this season on Dan Vogelbach. If I tell you he gets 500 plate appearances, 500,
0: okay, then he's probably batting. He's probably another guy you think in that. That 240? numbers low or high?
1: I think it's high. Um, I think that's high. He's playing every day. Not every day. Uh, pretty much, he's not facing tough lefties. Yeah, but that's not every day. That so all right. So so 400 PA then.
0: No, I, I like the number you're going at because it gives the the ceiling for the player. I think He he's has a 1450
1: ca- OPS. They're going to play him until it right.
0: stops. And, and he's capable of 25-30 home runs if he falls into that kind of playing time. I think he's batting somewhere in that 240 range we talked about a minute ago. 240? Okay. I'm not a big Vogelbach guy. I, I admire the he power. Walks. I admire the walks. I don't think he gets there because he's got elite discipline. I, I think he gets there because pitchers aren't really challenging him as much as you think they are and you know some okay. of these guys the three two outcomes guys fall into those stats
1: so i think it's crazy to sit matt carpenter for vogelbach and you probably agree with that i agree Um Eloy already Rosario, again, I wouldn't do that either. Rosario has to be in your lineup every week. But Eloy did have, what, two homers over the weekend or something like that. Yeah, the Yankees, I know. Against the Yankees. And he's good. He's going to be fine. I kept telling people that he was, but he kept getting dropped anyway, which was a mistake, but you don't have to listen to us.
0: Okay. Anyone really enjoying the way the AL East is unfolding so far? (laughs) Any baseball fans who aren't Uh, Yankees or Red Sox fans? I bet they're going to be enjoying it.
1: (laughs) You know, as a Phillies fan, I, I... you could say I've been enjoying this. I'm really not. I mean, they lost a, they, have 15 runs to Washington in a game. And they lost the Marlins 10-2 the other day. I don't know about the back end of the pitching. I thought Zach Eflin was safe. Now I don't. <laughs> I think Nick Pavetta ends up in the bullpen and Velasquez at some point this season. Uh, the lineup is fine. And yeah, stop complaining about, say, people want to say so Hernandez bench because he was also a slow start for Kingary. Stop. It's two weeks of games, but the pitchers you can tell something for. And then somebody, one of our friends, was trying to get David Robertson off of me in a weekly league, an expert league. And I was like, oh, well, I, I'm not selling low on Robertson. I don't know if he's getting two saves, 10 saves, or 20 saves. It could really be any of those three. So I'm not doing it. Um, that was in labor? Yeah. And, you know, it was a reasonable offer. He knows I like Kyle Freeland more than most people. But I don't mm-hmm. have any room for Kyle Freeland. I'm already using right. either Pablo Lopez or Zach Davies. In one pitching spot, because they're both, they were reserve guys. So I can, I can't activate both because I don't have room, but I can activate one of them, but I'd have to sit them both if I took on Freeland, which I don't want to do. Like, Davies was a good play this week. He pitched great at Dodger Stadium. Pablo Lopez does not look so good. We both like him, and it has not looked good. He's not going deep into these games. He's not been efficient. I do want to keep him rostered, just in case, but... You know, if you asked me, Kyle Freeland versus Davies versus Lopez, I'd take Freeland. But I just don't have room, so it's a different thing. Plus, he wanted one of my—he wanted Austin Dean, who I like. Austin right. Dean's going to homer today against Darvish. Um, just
0: a note on that one, by the way. You can't re- reserve original, right? Purchases.
1: I can't reserve anybody so I paid money for.
0: You're going to be pressed because of where Robertson is to kind of give him away. So listeners should understand. Well, I'm going to keep him. That.
1: you know, even if he doesn't get saves, he should have 70 good innings, which is fine for an NL-only 12 team. Fine right, you, have, you don't have much choice but
0: to be patient. I mean, Freeland's actually a, a, a respectable offer. That's, it's not like people it are is. trying to completely lowball Oh, you. no.
1: The offer was fair. I just told him I just don't have room. Like He wasn't right. asking for it. was like Austin Dean plus Zach Davies for Freeland, which is but fine. But this
0: is unusual to people who play the ESPN games where we could just right. move these guys in. And well, you can't just shuffle them off to the side and worry about it later.
1: That's fair. But there is this case to be made it for two-for-one two trades. Like in the ESPN league, we only have three bench spots. Right. If you like your bench guys or one of them is a guy who's injured you may not have room for a right. two-for-one trade. So that's fair, too. Um, all right, let's get to some more questions.
2: Okay, next question comes from John. Panic time on Jose Ramirez yet? Over the past three seasons, his numbers have been better pre-All-Star break. So is this early season slump a concern
1: when it comes to him reaching expectations? What I like about you asking these questions is that, like, one of the questions could be literally, do you like Huckleberry Finn this week? And you wouldn't know that he's not a baseball player. You're Absolutely not a baseball not, fan, not, right? Not a, so that's okay.
2: Yeah, not a huge <laughs> not a huge baseball guy. That's why I let Kyle handle everything. But you know what? Sometimes I can read words on a paper. and oh, I know you
1: can. But I'm saying, like, we can like, put Did a Kyle name in there. Did
2: Kyle plan a question that isn't even a real player on the day that he's gone so I can I look don't
1: silly? I see that. I don't see that. But – if he put Steve Geltz in there instead of Jose Ramirez, you would have read it and thought it was a legit question.
2: I would have probably said Steve, Steve Geltz in, too. I probably would have said it wrong.
0: Daniel, which team does Huckleberry Finn play for?
2: Uh, the Yankees. Probably,
1: yeah. <laughs> They've got everybody. Um, so Jose Ramirez is not doing so much, Tristan. Uh, 140 batting average, so he's not walking. Last year, he had 106 walks. So far, he has two. Um, no power, three steals and three chances. That was not a good week for him, either. Um, I think there's reason for concern, but what are you going to do? You can't sell on low on a top ten player like this. When they get Lindor back, it should help him. But do you think like pitchers have figured him out? Like it was in the playoffs last year, he struggled. I'm, I'm trying to remember what happened like last season. Like did he have a bad September? If, if memory serves, I don't know. You I tell yeah.
0: I you know the point that really rings true at this time of year is that it's effectively 70 PA's or 20 innings pitched. For an elite baseball but, but, player. But
1: Ramirez, that's, all right, I got the numbers here. Of his final 52 games last season, he batted 210 with a 387 slugging. So he was bad in the last six weeks of the and season. And was how many at bats? 52 games is a third of a season, Tristan. Okay that's, not, okay, that's not two weeks. Yeah, I did. Yeah, okay. That's, 52 that's, games. Yeah. I know you weren't listening to everything I said, but that's like something was wrong there. Like either he was hitting too many ground balls or he was injured or whatever. He had a monster first half. Also, he had 32 homers and 25 steals after 105 games. And then it stopped. So one thing he has been doing, he's hitting a lot more fly balls. He's
0: oh, adjusted his ball. game considerably. Right. And that's going to kill your batting average. The other thing, too, is I wonder, is it a sign he could be pressing, knowing that he has to carry this offense? There could be a
1: little bit of that. But you, you can't give up on this guy. No, but if you've got him in the league and you're like, what do I do? You're probably going to look at trades for other slumping players. Or, or like Matt Shoemaker, which you shouldn't do. <laughs> so I think you got to wait this. Same as Corey Kluber, you got to wait it out. And if he kills your season because he does this for four months, then then so be it. But mm-hmm. you can't trade this guy the, the, for proper the, value. The reason I throw the seventy and twenty is this: that if you're going to trade him
0: and sell low at this stage, whoever you take back, if you're going to get a hot performing player who was drafted in the third to fifth round. You know they're going to have a slump at some point that's about the same length as this. Right,
1: you're buying so, someone else's slump.
0: Yeah, you're, so you're absorbing two slumps into your ledger. I mean, that, that does happen. That's just how the statistics work.
1: And it seems to me the best way to to fix your ERA or batting average is for the players who did that to get better. Corey Kluber's not going to finish with an ERA over six. It'll get better. So when the start's and like, I did bench Porcello this week in my league. I had to. But, like, it keep Jose Ramirez because when he doubles his batting average, you'll get the good stuff. By the way, hiring is challenging, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart, a place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. That place is ZipRecruiter.com slash Carabell. ZipRecruiter sends your job to more than 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there with their powerful matching technology. ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, listeners to this fine show can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Carabell. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash K-A-R-A-B-E-L-L. ZipRecruiter.com slash carabelle. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And, yes, I almost spelled my last name wrong.
2: You know, Eric, the best thing about these live reads is I could literally just put everything in front of you, and you wouldn't realize if it was a real business live read or if I was making up Tristan's T-shirt and donut emporium. All
1: right, so now I see oh, you were angry about my comment yes. But Not angry! No! no. I, I would not read. First of all, I do look before the show, okay, If I saw, I saw Tristan's Jungle Emporium. I would Google it before the show to make sure it was real. T-shirt and donut. T-shirt and and donut (laughs) Emporium. That that one
0: totally
2: could fit with Tristan's brand.
0: I'm going to bet a large number of our listeners would be right there. Let's
1: get Daniel. You got to help me out. We got to get started on this right after the show. I'm so down. There's no cop here. I would Google to make sure what I was reading was legit. Although sure. I've never, I never, and I'm going to go right now to <laughs> ZipRecruiter.com/slash/carib. I'll make just, sure it just is just to make
2: sure that it's real. Oh.
1: But <laughs> literally, if we put yeah. Ted Williams into a question, you would read oh, Ted Williams. Oh, I would Williams. totally read oh, Ted geez. Williams.
2: Come Ted on. Williams is a really common name. It's just like it, there has to be more than one famous Ted Williams in life.
1: I'm just saying. I totally agree <laughs> right. with you.
2: I, I, I am right there. I, if
1: I say Toronto's catcher is Steve Gardner, you're going to read that. I will
2: read that. I will <laughs> absolutely read that.
1: Yep. Arf arf. Walking his dog, listening <laughs> yes. to our. I don't even know if he listens anymore. I don't even know if he uh. does. I'm going to text him right now. See if he listens. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> All, All right. right. Tell him I'll send rails, him a juice.
0: Here. The orange donut. Why not?
1: We got wow. wow wow.
2: Uh, we got three more questions here. This one comes from Kyle. <clears throat> of course it does. First time, long time. Did you know that an empty roster spot would have been more <laughs> beneficial to your team than Rick Porcello thus far? Not a question, just more of a PSA. Thanks, I'll hang up and listen.
1: Alright, so. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's actually true. Yeah, an empty I think roster spot true. would have been better than taking Porcello. Do you think I made a mistake in buying Porcello for whatever, $6 in our 12 team, 15 team mixed league, whatever it is? That's not a mistake.
0: I, I do believe, in fairness here, that an empty roster sat, spot is probably also more beneficial than having Tyler Chatwood on your team.
1: Too. Rick Porcello was the number forty starting pitcher chosen in the ESPN Average Live Drafts in the seventeenth round. Where'd you buy him? He's currently down to sixty-nine point nine percent rostered, which is you know means people are running away, but they really shouldn't be running away. He's got he's got a track record of not excellence. He had one excellent season. But of competence, would you would you really yeah. drop him? I, I mean, in our game, if
0: you're doing the streaming thing, yeah, he's probably below that line at the stage. But that's a really I mean, small.
1: He had percentage. 190 strikeouts last season in 191 innings. He won 17 games with a whip of 1.18. All those numbers are well above board here. The ERA is high; it always is because he gives in, up home runs
0: in anything deeper. What, what was the league you're referring to? It was our the office six other league. Players. It was the Office League, yeah. And now, in that case, it's 13 team mixed. He needs to be on a roster.
1: Yeah, and he's on my He's on my bench, but he's on my roster. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I our don't know game why. is the only
0: one in which I think you can make the case for cutting him, just because that does fall. That yes, line that I from agree. last year falls into the streaming category.
1: Like, I added, like, Trevor Richards this week or whoever. I don't even remember which league this is. I'm going to drop Porcella for Trevor Richards? That's silly. You can't do it. All right. I mean, Kyle Kyle has, like, a, a, a hate for Porcella, which I can't understand.
2: He really does. And <laughs> Kyle's <laughs> not a hateful beyond. person, but, like, there's something about Porcella that really grinds his gears.
0: Somebody uh, explain to me, though, siri- in all seriousness about the Red Sox rotation. What is going on?
1: Rick Porcella versus you, Darvish. Who would you rather roster? Darvish. I don't agree with that. Really? All right. I could be wrong. I've been I, wrong before. I, I don't win leagues. You do. I mean, you win literally every single league, and I finish second place in half, and... This they're st- going to get their, They're going to. They're they're going to have completely
0: different years. I, I mean, that's the that's the ultimate apples and oranges question. You want to make the case for Porcello? I don't have a major. Which is problem more with of t-
1: it? Work Porcello was a top thirty starting pitcher last year and number forty in drafts. I, I would not take him over Darvish. I'm not giving up okay. on what Porcello's has achieved. What more questions? The final number. Give me the final number. No- give me the final line. Well, I mean his right now is a joke, but it's eleven innings. Final num Look, if you had told me before the season, final numbers of Porcello pretty much like what it was last year, with a lower K rate. That seemed a little bit high, but 4.20 ERA, better WHIP in relation, 15 wins for a good team, and, and almost and 175 strikeouts. That's Rick Porcello every year. He's average. He's had 181 strikeouts or more in each of the last three seasons, including the bad one. Yeah, so pretty, yeah, pretty- I'm buying low.
0: The crazy thing there is I actually believe in the strikeout, so I'm the exact opposite with you on Rick Porcello. That's what I like Wait, You think his ERA is going to end up over five? Come on. I think he's too variable for ratios. He does scare me. Nice. He is on the team that will support him and get him wins for no apparent reason, and I do believe in the Ks. I think that is an actual actual skill of his.
2: Well, there's a reason why they're getting wins. I mean, they're scoring more points than the other team, Tristan. Oh, boy. <laughs>
0: The Orioles are winning one point <laughs> to zero right now. By the so, way, okay. Last question here. So here's the last
2: question. Uh, Joe wants to know: Is you Darvish worth starting? He gets Miami, but it's tough to feel good about what he's what we've seen thus far from him.
1: I feel like we dealt with that. You Darvish? Who's that? I, feel I like don't we know. We dealt with that earlier in the show, and you were you probably went out for a little coffee break or something. I don't <laughs> drink coffee; it's bad for you, Eric. I've never had a cup of coffee. Oh. I've, I've had
2: I've had one and a half cups of coffee in my life, and I am happy to never do it again. Wow. Tristan's had four since this show started. Tristan, at least. <laughs> well, when you run a T-shirt and donut emporium, coffee just <laughs> comes right along with it. You know what right? I mean? <laughs> Somebody just
0: make don't up a spill the coffee like picture. on the T-shirt. Somebody's going to tweet so out a
1: photo of him yelling at a donut.
0: <laughs> Somebody's going to create a logo for that shop. Too. Yes, that's, that's what
1: I meant awesome. to say. A logo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're
2: done. I oh, think so, too. I just want to say really damage. quickly that um Wednesday is National Bat Appreciation Day. I'm just curious which bat is your guys' favorite. Is it like an aluminum bat, bat or a
1: wooden <laughs> bat? or? How do you know it's not a vampire bat? Fly. Oh, you know what? I didn't even <laughs> like think about killer. that. Wow. Right? Tuesday is National Wear Your Pajamas to Work Day. We never read these when he's on the show. Well, I, I don't <laughs> know why yeah. Kyle
2: doesn't do that. I mean, you wear your pajamas every day to work, Eric, so I don't know. I, I'm wearing nothing right now. Wow. Uh, <laughs>
1: Not even me Andy. Come on. No, I'm wearing those. You got me. <laughs> I hope What so. is wrong with you, Doctor? <laughs> you, you do this and the show goes to... It's not me. <laughs> you it's not... all you. <laughs> what are you
2: talking about? We're normal
1: when the kid is here. He's a teenager. We can't do anything. We can't curse. Like, <laughs> but when you're on, it's like a football show now. Uh... By the way, when's the next football show, Doc Because we know they're popular. Uh,
2: so I'll tell you what. Uh, Monday after the draft, we're going to do a draft recap. And then you guys are actually going to be here that week for the fantasy football summit that ESPN has doing a bunch of great content. We will do a Thursday podcast as well, wrapping up like, everything what? that we learned.
1: Wait, are what? you going to Bristol? Bristol? I wasn't invited. What is a football? Okay. <laughs> I must have missed a memo.
2: Okay. Did you guys know that on this date in 1965, the NFL penalty flag... Color shifted from white to the bright gold that we see on the field today.
1: Are you trying to fill until noon? Is that what you're trying to I'm do? I'm not trying to do anything.
2: I'm just reading. <laughs>
1: Kyle puts these <laughs> things was, on the note. I want <laughs> his
2: hard effort to be able to be seen and and heard by everybody. i told
1: him he doesn't have to put them on because I'm never going to point. That
0: is a quality fact. I have to. I gotta. That is there. a quality yes. fact. Kyle All will
1: right. be
2: back on Thursday, by
0: the Celebrating way. Celebrating the 54th anniversary of that.
1: So there's baseball on ESPN on Monday. So check it out. Doubleheader. Mets of Phillies. Noah Syndergaard and Aaron Nola. I'll take Nola there. You'll probably take Syndergaard because you're a big Mets fan. Oh, my God. Did I say that? And on the Ouch. late game is Ouch. Kershaw and Luis Castillo. <laughs> <laughs> Where's biased cat when we need him. <laughs> All right. For Dop for Drislin, I'm Eric. Have an awesome day and an awesome week.
0: Everything is awesome.
1: Darkness.